0: Hello, thanks for checking out the KZMC podcast. My name is April King, and I am the Associate Pastor at KZMC. This podcast is a recording of sermon teachings from our 9.30 a.m. Sunday morning worship gatherings. We release a new episode every Tuesday. If you're looking to check out our Sunday mornings, you can find our live stream over on our YouTube channel on Kingsfield Zurich Mennonite Church. We would also love to have you join us in person You can find out all the details about our Sunday mornings on our website, kzmc.ca. Thanks for listening, and have a great day. Well, thank you. It's uh, delightful to be here this morning. I was here just over two years ago, and uh, great to be back. It's such a, a wonderful morning. When I left Kitchener, the sun was coming up, beautiful clear skies, and then obviously coming this way to see the frost on the landscape and then the trees. It was just wonderful. And uh, somebody said earlier about having the, the uh, <coughs> perception to see God at work, uh, even in the smallest things. And uh, the, the frost on the trees this morning on the fields, just fantastic. So it's great to be here and uh, to share the work of Mennonite Central Committee with you. And uh, the first thing to say is just a word of thanks and appreciation for your ongoing support and partnership of this work that we do together under the banner of Mennonite Central Committee. This church has faithfully supported MCC over many years. You continue to be involved in the Christmas giving project and uh, providing financial support for MCC, as well as material support in the form of comforters and kit bags and various other supplies for, for, for various kits. So I want to say on behalf of MCC, thank you. For that ongoing partnership and support the work of mcc is really based on the work of the church this is work we do together as family of churches from different anabaptist conferences coming together to give expression to god's love and compassion for all in the name of christ as we respond to basic human need around the world and work for god's peace and justice and this is work that is an outflow of our faith and so I give thanks for being part of that. Let's go to the next slide. Uh, just if you're not too familiar with Mennonite Central Committee, it's a work of a number of Anabaptist conferences that have come together just over 100 years ago in 1920 to do uh, the work that we've just described of relief, development, and peace in the name of Christ. I'm working in about 45 different countries around the world. Uh, the numbers there go up and down uh, depending on, on the, the time period but around 400 partners and about 500 different projects around the world. So I want to say thank you again for your partnership and support of this work. Let's go to the next slide. Appreciate the scripture that was read. We're going to focus on the last verse, uh, which you see on the screen here. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, uh, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord, for you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. That's the NIV translation. The New Living Translation puts it this way. So my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. And I come to this morning to encourage you in your ongoing faithful service and as you live out your lives as God's people here in Zurich and surrounding area, that nothing you do for the Lord is in vain or ever useless. I think fundamentally all of us want to have the sense that what we're doing has a positive impact on the world in which we live. I think we want to see that the work that we do, that the service that we provide, that the the hours we put into volunteering and working in the name of of Jesus, actually makes a difference. And I love being part of MCC because I get to see and read stories about MCC's work around the world. I get to see uh, numbers and and other impact reports of how people are being helped and and the impact that the, the various projects are happening. And yet it's easy to be overwhelmed with the amount of need in our world. It's easy to be overwhelmed by the problems that we face. And, you know, the question soon rises to the surface pretty quickly. Is what we're doing really making much of a difference? If I think about the 45 countries MCC works in and the 500 projects and the amount of people that those projects might impact, it's, in a sense, it's like a, a drop in the bucket to the amount of need that exists out there in the world. You might be familiar with the starfish story written a number of years ago by Lauren Isley. A poignant reminder that each life we touch matters. If you don't know, the story goes like this. A girl was walking along the beach upon which thousands of starfish had been washed up during a storm. And when she came to a starfish, she would pick it up and throw it back into the ocean. And people watched her with amusement as the beach was littered with all these starfish. And she'd been doing this for some time, and a man came up to her and said, Why why are you doing this? Look at the beach. Look at all the starfish. You can't save them all. You really can't make much of a difference. And she was a little deflated at this comment. But after a few moments, she bent down again, picked up another starfish, and threw it back into the ocean. And she looked at the man and said, Well, I made a difference for that one. And the old man looked at the girl inquisitively and thought about what she had done. And then he joined in. He reached down and picked up a starfish and threw it back into the ocean. And, you know, people were walking on the beach and, and uh, saw this happening, and soon, you know, the thing just spread, and people began to pick up starfish and throw them back into the ocean. And before too long, all the starfish were back in the water, and the beach was cleared. In this verse you see on the screen, the Apostle Paul encourages the Corinthian believers to be fixed in purpose to give themselves fully to the work of the Lord, to know that their efforts are not a waste of time or energy. And my purpose this morning, as I've indicated, is to remind you that you, your own work and service for the Lord are of incredible value and are certainly not a waste of time or effort on your part. And Paul begins this, this verse with the word, therefore, our soul, It's a follow-on from what has come before, and that's why it was important to read at least a part of 1 Corinthians 15. It's a long passage. What are we at? Verse 58. It's a long passage. But it's a passage, it's a chapter about the reality of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and we'll come back to that later. And at the end, having gone through a number of, of ideas and thoughts, and this affirmation that through his resurrection, Jesus has secured victory over the power of sin and death. Paul comes to this phrase, or this exhortation at the end. And he uses two words to convey the meaning, that they should be fixed in purpose. The NIV translates these as, stand firm, let nothing move you. And other translations include, be strong and immovable, or stand firm and steady. And the first word translated standing firm or steadfast has a sense of being seated securely. Not being able to move. Not giving to fluctuation or moving off course. It's a word used metaphorically of those who are fixed in purpose. And I thought about being securely seated. And you know, we all got into our vehicles this morning. We put on our seat belts. That keeps us in place if there's an accident. But what came to mind as I was thinking about this word was the cockpit of a Formula 1 racing car. I've never driven one. Uh, I've seen one in real life, uh, in in a shop window, uh, at one point, but drivers of F1 cars have uh, a molded insert made for them. It's very personal, fits their body size, their, their shape, and it keeps them supported in the car as they're going at these crazy speeds. And experiencing the g-force that the speeds uh, generate as they turn corners and go down these straights. And their, their body is supported in the right places and prevents them from moving around. This is a good uh, image or illustration, I think, of what is being communicated here. Be firm, be firmly seated, not moving, not given to moving off course. And the second, worms, the second words uh, translated standing firm or immovable has a sense of being without moving, without a change in status, something that's not moved from its place. Well, if you were to come in and visit with us in our home, you'd see in our family room lots of images of lighthouses. My wife loves lighthouses, and one picture we have shows a lighthouse on a rocky shore it's being battered by a storm, and the waves are crashing against the rocks and against the, the lighthouse. And the image conveys uh, stability. Despite the efforts of the wind and the waves and the storm, that lighthouse, you know, is going to stand firm, immovable, standing steadfast. And the two words together in, the, in this verse give us a sense of stable purpose, not to be easily disturbed or moving off course. And this is what Paul wants. He's trying to convey to the Corinthian believers as they engage in their work in ministry, to be fixed in purpose, not to be swayed off course or pushed to some other agenda. And he moves on and he exhorts them to give themselves fully to the work of the Lord. And other translations have it, always work enthusiastically for the Lord or always be abounding in the work of the Lord or always be excelling in the work of the Lord. And the word translated here has the sense of being over and above, of the idea of abundance or surplus, of exceeding the expected measure. And Paul is thinking of their participation in the work of the Lord. He expects them not to hold back, but to be fixed in purpose, to give themselves fully to what they are doing as they continue to serve Jesus. And encourages them not to hold back their participation in God's work. But what does this phrase mean, the work of the Lord? What is Paul thinking about? Is he thinking about the work that relates to the life of the Christian community or the assembly? Is he thinking about what it means to be the hands and feet of Jesus? Or is he thinking more widely about the lives of these believers, of how they might interact with in day-to-day living with others in their city. I used to teach a course at Emmanuel Bible College in Kitchener, and uh, I taught a course called Philosophy of Ministry. And one of the the subjects we dealt with in that course was the idea of trying to develop our understanding theologically about vocation, work, and ministry. What did it mean to be called into God's service, and how did that relate to the regular kind of work that most people do as believers. What does it mean to be involved in the work of the Lord? We were training groups of students to be ready and prepared to be involved in God's work. The textbook we used was by Paul Stevens, a former professor at Regent College in Vancouver, and the book was called The Other Six Days, Vocation, Work, and Ministry in Biblical Perspective. And Stephen says in this book, God's work, thinking about what the work of the Lord is, he says, God's work is fabricating work, maintaining work, love work, restorative work, gospel work, and leading work. It's done by the whole people of God in the church and in the world, including done in the home, in society, in community, in politics, in culture, in education, and financial realms. What he was really saying is that all of us are involved in the work of the Lord as we go about our daily business in the community, in our regular jobs, as well as the things that we do here in the life of the church. And he was arguing that the work of the Lord is probably a lot wider and broader than most of us sometimes think about, as we often limit it to the things that connect directly with the life of a local church or fellowship. And he would say that all of us and all of the things we do are involved in the work of the Lord. And he goes on to argue that every legitimate human occupation is in some way an an expression or a dimension of the work of God. And he unpacks how God is a worker and goes through the scriptures to describe God in various kinds of work, of creating work, of designing work, of organizing, of leading, and so on. And when you just see the work of the Lord, Paul is encouraging the believers here to be involved in giving yourselves fully to the work of the Lord is probably more expansive than perhaps we might initially think. If we think about it as directly related to the life of the church, then Paul is thinking much broader, giving yourself to God's work. And the key may well be in the phrase, in the Lord. Know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. This gets to motivation. Why are we involved in different things? Are we doing it for ourselves or are we doing it as an expression of our Christian faith and of our service to Christ? But however expensive the work of the Lord is, Paul wants to encourage them that this work, this involvement, is not in vain. It is not a, use, a waste of time. It is not a waste of energy. It, is, it has value. It has meaning. It has effectiveness. It is fruitful. And one commentator, com- commentator sees in this phrase the idea of uh, the discouragement that results from a piece of work that's been made but rejected because of an alleged bad finish and therefore not paid for. And the believer, Paul says, fears no such discouragement because they give themselves to what God has called us. And, the reason, and as Paul wraps up this chapter, he's really saying, be fully committed to God's work, knowing that it has eternal purpose and eternal value. And the reason for that lies before verse 58. It's the chapter about resurrection. And Paul un- unpacks the truth of the, of the resurrection of Jesus. Not only was Jesus killed and buried, but he rose again on the third day. And Paul unpacks that to describe the way in which the believer can look forward to their own resurrection. And even at the last day when Jesus comes again, he describes the putting off of the mortal and the putting on of the immortal as we assume a different body, a resurrection body, like the one Jesus had. And he ends, just before this verse that we see on the screen, by affirming the victory of Jesus over the powers of sin and death. And because of this victory of Jesus, he moves into this exhortation, giving yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, be firm and steadfast, all because Jesus Christ, our Savior, is risen from the dead, and he gives us a victory over sin and death. And in light of this, Paul concludes this great chapter with this solid exhortation. It's as as if he's saying, now my brothers and sisters, in light of these sublime truths, be steadfast in in the work of the Lord, knowing that he will reward you at his coming. And surely this gives us hope. It gives us encouragement, it gives us incentive to keep going, to keep serving, to keep doing whatever God has led us into. It encourages us to know that our work in the Lord is not in vain, all because of Jesus. So as we think about this verse, Paul is encouraging the believers and indeed us as we read and reflect on it this morning to be fixed in purpose, to give ourselves fully to God's work, knowing that our efforts and not a waste of time or energy. As I think about the work of, the MC, of MCC, I'm encouraged by the impact that MCC's work, and I'm encouraged by this text that tells us that the work is not in vain, it's having an impact, it's having an effect. And I appreciate the encouragement to be firm and steadfast, continue to keep going, giving ourselves fully to what God is doing. And so I want to share a few stories from around the world that get, illustrate the impact of what MCC is doing and give you, gives you as a congregation some idea of the contribution of your tithes and offerings that, are, that end up being given to MCC that fund part of this work that we do together. So let's go to the next slide. The picture you see in front of you is the destruction of a building in Gaza. It's the, it was the, the headquarters of the uh, Middle East Christian or Middle East Council of Churches, and this picture was taken in October, just after the Israeli Defense Force began their assault on Gaza. And this building is the building of an MCC partner in Gaza, and they were using this building to distribute relief aid, uh, food and blankets and, and bedding to those in need. But their building was destroyed. And MCC's partner, the al Najad Development Forum, continues to serve the needs of people in Gaza, distributing food packages to those affected by the conflict, also distributing bedding. They've also supplied hygiene supplies to those sheltering in place in a number of schools in Gaza as people have fled as their own apartments and homes have been destroyed. MCC's been able to allocate over a million dollars Canadian for a food assistance response uh, using our account at the Canadian Food Grains Bank and uh, those funds that were generated uh, Included matching gr- grants from the government of Canada and MCC is working with al Najad Development Forum on planning a response and that response really depends on uh, a safe secure situation for relief aid to get into Gaza and to be distributed to those in need. And so you can pray specifically for development agencies such as MCC and others to have access so they can serve the needs of people who are desperately in need. Other partners uh, in both Gaza and the West Bank continue to meet the needs of people distributing food aid, uh, hygiene supplies, and also offering services of support and counselling particularly uh, for children as they experience the trauma of warfare. MCC laments the violence and the lives that have been lost in Palestine, and we continue to find ways to advocate with Canadian and U.S. governments, to speak out, to encourage an immediate ceasefire, to provide safe paths for humanitarian aid, and to hold all parties Uh, to the same standard of international law. And on our website you can find further stories about MCC's response, and you can also find uh, the outline of a letter that you can sign that will be be sent to the Prime Minister and other officials uh, advocating for a ceasefire and advocating for humanitarian aid to be allowed access into Gaza. Let's move on. Next slide, please. MCC continues to work with a number of partners across Ukraine, uh, providing relief supplies for those in need there. And this picture was taken last summer as volunteers with one MC, one partner, uh, the All-Ukrainian Platform for the Improvement of Society (KECB), uh, giving out much-needed humanitarian assistance in the Kharkiv region of Ukraine. That's in the northeastern part of the country. It was a part of the country that was overwhelmed initially by Russian forces, but Ukrainian uh, forces have recaptured much of that area. And KACB distributes food uh, packages, provides shelter for those in need, medical assistance for internally displaced people, and meeting the needs of those who are affected by the war. And they meet the the needs, they focus on meeting the needs of the most vulnerable uh, Ukrainians, including families, and individuals displaced from the war zone, those in their own area who are experiencing poverty, who don't have enough resources for basic necessities and balanced nutrition. And KACB is one of 14 partners supported by MCC providing humanitarian assistance uh, to to people providing housing, providing support, providing counselling to those affected by the war And since February 2022, just uh, two years ago, MCC has shipped 26 containers of food, uh, relief items, canned meat, and comforters uh, to Ukraine. And that's bang up to date, probably 27 now, because one container went from New Hamburg just last week. So uh, responses of churches like this have helped MCC uh, meet the needs of people in Ukraine. Let's go to the next slide. MCC works in relief. We've talked about a couple of places uh, where MCC is doing that kind of work, but also works in development, long-term projects related to areas like health, water, food, education, to better the situations of individuals and communities. And pictured here is Selena Paolo at her farm in Tanzania. This picture was taken just a few months ago. And Paula, age 28, is a mother of five children. She's a participant in a food security project run by One World, an MCC partner. And it's a project that focuses on the rural poor, who are mainly from the Datoga ethnic uh, group. And Paula joined the project two years ago. She's received training in agriculture, in animal husbandry, in gardening, and in a number of other areas. And she was provided with a number of young uh, chickens and a rooster, and began to grow her flock and from uh, an initial starting point of uh, a number, small number of, of chickens she has increased her flock to 80 chickens. She's able to sell those animals in the marketplace as well as providing food supply for her own family. She's seen her income go up so that her, her family's no longer struggling to pay for basic necessities like cooking oil and kerosene for lighting. And the training has allowed her to continue to develop you're thinking, that's not a chicken that she's with, that's uh, a young goat. And she's been able to sell some chickens and buy uh, a goat. And she's beginning to develop her own herd of goats. And goats are uh, more more valuable in the marketplace. She can increase her income by selling uh, those goats. And Paula's husband has become very much supportive and involved in this enterprise. And their long-term goals as a family include brick building a permanent brick home, With metal roofing and ensuring their children uh, have access to education up to university level. And through this food security project with One World MCC has been able to impact almost two and a half thousand people from 359 different households and it's impacting uh, those those individuals their communities providing them a better future and a more uh, significant and a more stable environment for them to continue to grow and develop. Let's go to the next slide. Pictured picture here is 22 year old Sorna Hembron. She's the eldest of three children in a family. They live in the northern part of Bangladesh. And during COVID, Sorna passed the higher secondary certificate exam. Her two younger siblings, both boys, were also studying. But their father had a uh, a stroke and was unable to work, and so the children had to leave their education and go and find work. And Sorna uh, moved to the capital city of Dhaka, found work in the garment industry. But Sorna's father took a turn for the worse, and she returned home a number of months later to find uh, her father had deteriorated, and he died a few months after that. And Sarna's mom was loath for her daughter to go back to get so she and her brothers found work locally in uh, helping to work the fields in the area around their home. But Sorna's mom knew that uh, there was a better future for her daughter, and so she encouraged her to sit the entrance exams at the Lamb Nursing Institute. But there was a problem of paying the application fee. And so the family were so committed to Sorna's education, they sold their only remaining cow, borrowed some money, had some help from other family members, and paid the fee for Sorna to, to write the application. And she did, and she passed, and was offered a place. But then the, the next problem was finding the money for ongoing tuition. An MCC partner was able to help with supporting young women like Sorna with part of the costs of their education at the Lamb Nursing Institute. And she has been able to access that education, is now training. You see her in her nurse's uniform and has a secure future because of the ability to access education that she would otherwise not have been able to access. And this is a great example of MCC supporting through partners, local communities, local families, individuals in their pursuit of education to give themselves and their families a more secure future. Let's go to the next slide. MCC works around the world, including in Latin America, and this picture is taken in the Department of Potosi in Bolivia, high up in the Andes Mountains, and it shows a reservoir that has been created in this part of uh, the country to capture spring water from a spring high up in the mountain. And this is a part of uh, the Andes, which is uh, often arid. Uh, rains do come, but when they come, it's only for a limited time in the year. And MCC is par- uh, working with a partner, Prodi, in the work of reducing the adverse effects of climate change through adaptation and mitigation measures aimed at guaranteeing food security for the most vulnerable members of indigenous rural farmers. And working with 189 families in Potosi, the project promotes practices of irrigation, of native native seed recuperation and and conservation, and the protection of landscape and soils. And the capturing of water high up in in the mountains allows communities then to build pipelines down to the, the lower levels where they farm and keep their animals and provide secure source of water that uh, is able to provide water all year round that allows them to water their animals as well as irrigate their crops. And this allows those communities, uh, food security, to grow crops all year round, not to be worried whether the rains will come or not. They have access to to water that's been harvested for their needs higher up in the mountain. Let's go to the next slide. We talked about relief and development, but MCC is also involved in peace building. And pictured here is MCC Cambodia Rural Education Coordinator Chorn Mali, and she's leading a peace club session at the Savoie Chuar Primary School in rural Cambodia. This picture was taken last year. This primary school has been uh, partnering with MCC Cambodia over the last number of years, helping teachers in uh, techniques and, and principles of coaching, of non-violent teaching, of how to in, 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 um, get involved in the lives of their, their students, and providing support for students through uh, child protection policies, literacy, and providing uh, educational tools such as tablets. And Chantri is a 12-year-old student who is studying in grade 6 at this school. And she joined the peace club. And she learned about building and developing good relationships. And of particular concern to her, she learned how to deal with anger. She had uh, harbored significant anger against her father, who abandoned their family and left her mother struggling to raise her and a number of siblings. And she was angry. Didn't know how to deal with that, but through the teaching and what she learned at the Peace Club. She was able to get to a place where she w- she knew how to handle her anger and deal with it. And her anger her attitude changed so that the school principal, Mr. Le-Yim, noticed. Uh, he, he, he could see the difference in the life of Chantria. And now she talks openly about her feelings and encourages fellow students to be open about their feelings and to find ways to bring that out and find ways to talk openly about what they're going through and what they're learning. And all because of this Peace Club. And the developing of Peace Clubs to help young students uh, deal with anger issues, to deal with interpersonal relationships, to to deal with conflict uh, among themselves, with them and their teachers, with, with students and their families, has been one of the tools that MCC has developed around the world. And Peace Clubs have been Started not only in schools in places like Cambodia and Kenya, but also in prisons and places like Zambia and Malawi, helping people who find themselves in prison find a better way and find an opportunity to deal with issues in their life and find ways to resolve conflicts rather than seek revenge. Let's go to the next slide. Next slide. Great Winter Warm-Up is happening right now and many of our churches around the the province are uh, coming together. I was at a nodding uh, uh, experience yesterday. One of our local churches in Kitchener-Waterloo had opportunity to go and encourage uh, the folks there as they came together to knot comforters for MCC's relief work. But that's just one way in which churches and individuals find opportunity to get involved in the work of MCC. And you don't need me to tell you about those ways because you're, you're doing it uh, through the regular rhythm of life here at the church. But I would encourage you, if you don't know much about MCC, there's an opportunity to sign up for our monthly uh, newsletter, In Touch. You can uh, find out stories on our website. Our website address is mcc.org. And uh, you'll find links there to sign up for a newsletter to read up to date stories to find details on how to get involved in the work of MCC and I'm encouraged as I go around uh, the province and meet with churches and pastors f- of encouraged to find the commitment the level high level of commitment of church communities to the work of MCC to be able to be in a place where we see our faith worked out in practical ways and to see the impact that that has in the life of people around the world. Let's go to the next slide. Our text this morning, stand firm, let nothing move you. Always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. As I said earlier, my purpose is to encourage you, to remind you, that your own work and service here at Zurich Mennonite Church are of incredible value, are not a waste of time or energy on your part. And I hope you take that to heart today, and you are encouraged, even as you see your contributions to the work of MCC have impact around the world. Your work in the Lord is not in vain. Let me pray with you. Lord, your word tells us that our work in you is not in vain. So we pray that you would help us stand firm and steady in our faith. Help us trust in you to abound in your work wherever you have called us to live and work. And we pray this in the name of Jesus, our risen Savior, who gives us the victory over sin and death. Amen.